0: Discerninghearts.com, in cooperation with the missionary Benedictines of Christ the King Priory, presents The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Rome. He is the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with a Little Prince, The New Image of God's Image, Meister Eckhart on Image and Theology, Peter and Paul, Models of Decision-Making, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius also serves as the prior of Sant Anselmos in Rome. The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vilde. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. It is so wonderful to be able to reflect on the the great holy rule of St. Benedict as indeed a remedy to what ails us in this culture. And one area in particular that we're warned about in Scripture so often is about the use of the tongue. And in this particular case, we're talking about the place of many vain words that we use every day and ultimately the remedy and the rule is silence
1: there is such an inflation of words maybe that was has always been the case with humans i don't know but i think we can say uh, with the mass media and with the modern social media it is so easy to spread words and to multiply words the words are all over, and there must not be a, a problem in itself, but let's have a look how St. Benedict looks at words and silence. So he presents this topic in chapter number 6 in his Rule. It's titled Restrained of Speech. Let us follow the prophet's counsel. I said, I have resolved to keep watch over my ways, that I may never sin with my tongue. I have put a guard on my mouth. I was silent and was humbled, and I refrained even from good words. This is a quotation from Psalm 38. Here the prophets indicate prophet indicates that there are times when good words are to be left unsaid out of esteem for silence. For all the more reason, then, should evil speech be curbed, so that punishment for sin may be avoided. Indeed, so important is silence that permission to speak should seldom be granted, even to mature disciples, no matter how good or holy or constructive their talk, because it is written, in a flood of words you will not avoid sin, and elsewhere the tongue holds the key to life and death. Speaking and teaching are the master's task. The disciple is to be silent and listen. Therefore, Any request to a superior should be made with all humility and respectful submission. We absolutely condemn in all places any vulgarity and gossip and talk leading to laughter, and we do not permit a disciple to engage in words of that kind. What I find very important in this text is I refrained even from good words. So what does that mean? St. Benedict and the Holy Scriptures in general, the rule, the Holy Rule is kind of a compilation of sentences from the Holy Scripture, taken from the Scriptures. St. Benedict does not say words are bad. Speaking is in itself and talking is in itself a bad thing. We are not invited to be silent because talking is sinful. Not at all. So here he mentions good words. But then he says, I refrain even from good words. That means the value of silence goes beyond words in general. No matter if good words or bad words. We should certainly avoid evil words. But there's something beyond the speech, beyond words, that is so precious to make part of our lives. The Benedictines have times for silence and times for talking. So, it's very similar as uh, in the Old Testament, In Ecclesiastes, it is written, there is a time to be silent, there is a time to speak, there is an appointed time for everything. So again, it's not about condemning words or speaking. Especially for male Benedictines, it's good that they talk, you know, some men tend to not to talk too much in general, so for them it's good to to express themselves and to talk so it's good to have time so you talk so. but so what is this secret of of silence in Latin in the original text of the rule of St. Benedict it is propter taziturnitatem gravitatis you could translate this like because of the dignity gravitatis the weight the importance of silence well, there is something to the silence what is it it's simple actually silence is the best way to listen to listen to God it is much easier to listen to God's word if I just keep my mouth shut <laughs> it's very easy I don't say that you cannot listen and speak at the same time. So this kind of multitasking is possible, but this is something for advanced disciples. It's, it's similar for, for example, when you sing in a choir, you voice, but you have to listen as well, otherwise you don't harmonize with the others. So I don't. It is not like that when you pray. That you cannot listen at the same time. But it is so important also to exercise just silence, just being open, just listening, just receiving, and just not saying anything. It is pretty simple. Just keep silence, and then you will see what you hear, so to Hmm. speak. To see what
0: you hear, it kind of... Goes back to the, the prologue of the rule, where it talks about listening with the ear of our heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That is the very first word of the rule: o ophili," listen, my son. The very first word of the whole rule of Saint Benedict. This is the basic attitude as a monk. You should be a listener. You should be somebody who listens to whom, not to anybody. To God, and as a precondition, you have to be silent.
0: <laughs> it really says, doesn't it, Father Mauritius, that it's there's a value to the weight of our words. That each word, it's they're a symbol of something. I think we forget the value of words. That's why we throw them all out. It's almost like just tossing lots of pearls to the wind. It, and so it's, it's really being very discretionary, very um, prudent about how you give out these jewels that are these symbols.
1: Yes. And the more you have practiced the silence, the more careful you are with your words. Think about the old desert fathers, the old monks in the 2nd, 3rd, 4th century in Egypt. They just uttered one or two sentences and that was enough nourishment for these young monks and for their disciples to chew on for many, many months. Just one word or a few words but again, to value this, this, the, the real meaning and the beauty of words, um, is only possible if you, if you uh, penetrate it with silence, so to speak. Let me put it another way. What we just say is true for prayer in general. So the source of prayer is silence. And the goal of prayer is silence. So when you just pray, blah, 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 this is bubbling. It is okay also if it finally leads you into silence or into deeper words. But this is how we should start all our prayers with a moment of silence. Go from there. Then utter what we invoice what we have to say what we have to pray and then go into silence again and a good prayer leads into silence for me one of the most beautiful things of the rosary is the silence afterwards mm. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. spoken out everything and then perceive this wonderful silence that is nurtured by the Word of God.
0: We'll return in just a moment to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Vilde. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. A Prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. Or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict. A spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. But to actually listen to what our response is, because I think so often we babble and things fly out of our mouths, and we, what did I just say? <laughs> I think that it, that's it's a danger for us, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this is true. But at least we, we when. If we notice afterwards, oh, what did I just say? That is already good, and is, uh, is a remedy and this healing. Um, just comes into my mind that a French church musician once said, whatever we voice in the liturgy, no matter if it is words or songs, should not interrupt the silence. I love this. So think about an organist, you know. Loud, loud, play. It should not interrupt the silence. So again, our prayer should start with silence and and end with silence. And in order to learn this, it is good to have real times of silence. For example, not always to have the radio on or the television, um, sure, we feel alone in a way, and it's nice to have somebody bombing, <laughs> but um God is there, God is present. We are not alone. Might feel scary if nobody talks and no sounds are around. That is a little bit scary. When I first um, exercised this, it was kind of scary. It's the reason why we do the practice of silence in a monastery together. It's much easier to practice this together. You still have the other, the physical presence of the, of your brother next to you. So you're not alone. But, uh, when you progress in this practice, you want to have silence just for yourself also in your room and to experience the presence of God in silence in this way.
0: What compelled Saint Benedict to desire that silence? And if in Subiaco he was there for what? three years, did he experience a continual silence at that point? I mean, is that what he engaged in? and is that what are we called to do something similar? probably not but
1: mm-hmm. I I would say so St. Benedict at least he probably learned the silence in the cave when he was for these three years in Subiaco in the cave because there was nobody speaking to him and only Romanus who was his mentor or his spiritual father but he was so kind not to disturb him in his uh, silence but he just Had a little bell which we would ring, he would ring, indicating that he came and brought him bread. He was coming and bring bread. And so, yeah, I would say so. That was St. Benedict's Novitiate. Mm, But for ourselves, maybe it is sufficient just to acknowledge those times when it is silent, just naturally. For example, And to see it in others. For example, it's sometimes so beautiful when you see, again, elder people being silent. My parents, for example, an old couple, they sit next to one, next to each other. Don't say a word because the most important things are said already and you can see why they are In silence, together, there is a special kind of unity, harmony, agreement, even joy. And I think this is what silence is about in our spiritual journey, to sense this unity with God, this harmony with God. You know, there's nothing to be said at that very moment. God is there. I am there. That is enough. It is just enough. So, we are not talking about this ugly kind of silence, so uh, nobody knows what to say or somebody avoids to say something. There's this awesome, there's an uh, ugly kind of silence also. This is not what we are talking about. We, we, we talk about a full silence, uh, filled with love, filled with harmony, filled with joy. It's a kind of loud
0: silence. It's interesting as you describe that there seems to be two types of silences. One that, as you just so beautifully uh, described, one that's full. There's the other that you have said is ugly, but it really is. There's a vacuum in that that silence. It just wants to suck something of of whatever the experience or wherever you're at. It just wants to pull on it that. That that's a interesting paradigm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. If if you sense this, this empty silence, this vacuum, then just speak a word. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. think then we have to speak that it calls for a word. Then maybe just any kind of word that starts a conversation. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: But then again, it's it's that listening too. You will know it if you begin to practice it, I mean, to know the difference between the two, that is something I don't think we're trained.
1: And the setup of a monastery and of a monastic community is helpful to learn this because you have times for silence. They're just assigned for silence and so everybody knows it. Um, So... This is this is a full silence because everybody is at peace with the fact that now nobody speaks. So you should, ahead of time, make clear: is this now time for silence or time for for talking? Otherwise, it's awkward.
0: (laughs) Pope Benedict the sixteenth really implored us to allow silence to a part of the work of the people to be a part of the liturgy once again because it's a great place to experience so you can know what a full that fullness of silence can be it's because you've just been fed an incredibly rich banquet of things to ponder
1: just to enjoy Uh, what happened during the liturgy and um, I I so much agree liturgy can be pretty bubbling as well, so (laughs) pretty wordy (laughs) I'm not talking about dragging out every word or having terribly long liturgies, this is not, not what it is, you can have a very short liturgy and it can be full of words as well, but still there should be this silence. Uh, um, for example, as the monks pray the Psalms, the way how we do it here at Christ the King Priory in Skyla is that we have a little break in between of each verse. It sounds a little bit um, strange, so why don't you have a break after each verse. No, we stop and pause for a little while after the first half of the verse. This is where this little star is printed, the asteriskus. It's actually the time when you breathe and it shall should help to meditate on what you just have have prayed. So we even bring into our liturgy of the hours into our liturgy of the word we um bring silence into it again and again um in order to remind us that every everything has to come out of silence and again it's not um it is the silence of god it's a divine silence it's it's this acknowledgement that God is awesome, what can you say? Can just, what word could express how awesome God is that makes you silent and full of love and gratitude?
0: Am I mistaken in that this can also be- be connected this, this silence with, and, listen, and then ultimately it leads you to that, that listening that it will bring you into a word that many may struggle with. And I'm speaking of obedience because, in its definition, it's deep, that deep listening, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, obedience, um, this, this, the origin of this word is, uh, to hear, is listening. So you cannot be obedient if you don't listen. So, very practically, when the superior, now in the monastic environment, when the superior says something to you, Tells you something if you don't listen. If you just continue speaking while he is speaking, <laughs> cannot be obedient. You have to pause and to receive what you hear, and then you can respond in word and deed. Uh, very much so. The silence is a precondition for obedience. Absolutely. Yeah. In a way, silence is already obedience, in a way. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I would think so. I, mean, I think of Our Lady, and she received the word, ultimately, and and so many other actions when she had to stop and ponder. She asked questions. She received an answer, and then she had to ponder. Not she didn't necessarily respond back with a, a, a statement. Mm. Any final thoughts, Father?
1: No, I think everything is said. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: You've been listening to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. To hear and or to download this conversation along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit DiscerningHearts.com. You can also hear it on the free Discerning Hearts app available on the iTunes and Google Play stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com And join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi.